This is a start with a quote from the <coughs> Sanyuta Nikaya. This is in the book of the aggregates, the eighty first, eighty first sutta. Um, <coughs> I just very. I just do a very brief. Pick some phrases out of it. Mm. How should one know? How should one see for the immediate destruction of the taints to occur? Um, here, the uninstructed worldling, who is unskilled and undisciplined, who is not a seer of superior persons, unskilled and undisciplined in the Dhamma, regards form as self. That regarding bhikkhus is a sankhara. That sankhara, what is its source? What is its origin? When uninstructed world is contacted by a feeling, craving arises, thence that sankhara, that formation, is born. <clears throat> May not regard form as self, but he regards self as possessing form. That regarding is a formation, a sankhara. When one knows and sees thus, the immediate destruction of the taints occurs. Men not regard form as self or self as possessing form, but he regards form as in-self. That regarding is a formation. Men not regard form as self or self as possessing form or form as in-self, but he regards self as in form. <laughs> that regarding is a formation. He does not regard form as self or self as in form, regards feeling as self, perception as self, sankara as self, consciousness as self, self as in consciousness, that regarding is a formation. Remain uh, it regard form as self, etc. But he holds such views as this that which is the self is the world, having passed away that I shall be, permanent, stable, eternal, not subject to change. That eternalist view is a formation. When one knows and sees thus, the immediate destruction of the taints occurs. You may not regard form as self, or hold such an eternalist view, but hold such a view as this. I might not be, and it might not be for me. I will not be, and it will not be for me. That annihilation view is a formation. <laughs> May not regard form as self or hold such an annihilationist view, but is perplexed, doubtful, indecisive in regard to the true Dhamma. That perplexity, doubtfulness, indecisiveness in regard to the true Dhamma is a formation. That formation is born of ignorance, craving, so on. When one knows and sees thus, the immediate destruction of the taints occurs. Hmm. So this is liberation through insight. Um, so there's a few things to pick up with that. It's, it's a very, it's quite a dense piece. But this sense of, first of all, the, the immediate destruction of the taints occurs through seeing, through directly seeing and knowing. So the, the taints are the asava. So um, this basically means realization of nibbana. The taints of sensuality, um, becoming, and ignorance. So there's an immediate destruction through this particular seeing, 
So this is obviously a very uh, seminal, crucial kind of view, the view of insight. And um, in this, there's also the Buddha talks about these things, these repeated phrases, formation, regarding, and self. So formation is uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi's translation here for Sankara. I'll leave it as Sankara because, you know, there's a lot of different, different kind of meanings one can append to that. And I think it's good not just to hold one, but to hold the whole spectrum of formed, fabricated, patterned, programmed, volitionally formed. You know, that's kind of whole thing about it. Um, everything that has come into being. Um, and these these aggregates. Um, and the sense of the self. Now, it, it's also <clears throat> the case that very often, you know, the, the people kind of get uh, uh, focused on the sense of self and either to be something or to not be something. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago and he says he just wish he could get rid of this sense of self, he should not be anybody. And, uh, you know, even when I say that, and perhaps when you hear it, you can feel the sense of, well, right at that very moment, what's happening for that person? When you say, I wish I could not be anybody. It doesn't sound very nice, does it? I say, I think you need to develop a bit of um, just kind of kindness rather than acceptance and uh, confidence in yourself rather than try to not be a self. Because the very trying to not be a self is an annihilationist um, view. Yeah. The point is the Buddha would neither categorically affirm nor categorically deny self. It's a kind of a, it misses the mark. So it's useful to have uh, a sense of self when it comes round to um, sila, uh, conduct, behaviour, relationships. You know, I stand by this, I keep my word, I um, look after other people and so forth. Um, you know, this sense of integrity. And, and recognition of karma, the, the laws of karma, that you don't bring into being unskillful um, um, actions. It's intentionally you don't. And you look with some sense of um, dismay and uh, about any even instinctive unskillful actions that occur. You lose your temper or something. Well, that wasn't so good. So there's a sense of honour and self-respect that is, is considered to be valuable. And the Buddha actually, some of the suttas in the Sangha Nikaya says that a developed person is one who's developed self. He's fully developed this sense of self in this respect. Um, you know, it's a, we might say a core of integrity and uh, purpose. Start out with there is no self. You, you know, what, uh, <laughs> what do you do? You don't do anything. 
or you deny the validity of action, say action is just happening in a dream, you know, it's of no consequence. Um, But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Wait till somebody stands on your toe. Uh, so the the, the yeah. well, of course the affirmation of self is the is, is you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't affirm self categorically, absolutely, um, because with that there's a tendency you you can only affirm self by clinging to um, form, perception, feelings, consciousness, or volitional formations themselves, either one's ability to do or what one has done. You know, so one has practiced skillfully, one is a clinging to that, I am someone who has practiced, you know. The point is not the, the, the self. The self is a kind of a tag that occurs around these things. The point is the clinging and the clinging and the and the craving. And, um, you know, it's, it's the elimination of clinging and craving that the Buddha teaches the Dhamma not for the assertion or denial of self. It's a kind of, um, it's a side, slightly side issue. Mm. It can be a useful indicator of where, how things are running for you. Mm. What kind of uh, forms and conditions and states of mind are running for you. You say, this, this is what's happening. Mm. It can be an indicator of where the clinging lies. You know, I feel I feel very strong. I feel very strongly affected by this, or uh-huh, that's really got me going. I'm worrying about the future. I'm regretting the past. That's it. So it's a useful thing to actually, you know, acknowledge, and then you think, well, what actually is beneath that? What's the formation? That's the point. Though the Buddha didn't affirm or categorically deny self, he did categorically deny the validity of, of sankharas. <laughs> Even that, uh, you know, not quite so as an ultimate statement. He said even the path is sankata. You know, you, it's formed through intention, aspiration, resolution, commitment, um, application of kindness. It's, it's, it's volitionally produced. But the goal is our sankata. The non, the unconditioned, or the release from all that, and what particular formations lead to the cessation, dissolution of formations? Mm. So I think earlier in the retreat I was talking about the different domains of mind, of what the mind, um, how what operates through mind. One is the quality of intention, you know, the underlying purpose, aim, goal, perspective, you know, which is can be a, a straight arrow or bent arrow or flickering uh, line of, you know, going that way, you get a certain sense of either short term or long term intentionality. Mm. You know, you can feel it happen when you're cold, you move, want to move towards the warmth. When you're hungry, you want to move towards food. It's a, it's a fundamental thing that lights up in your system. And it occurs in the body, um, just as part of nature. And what you're really looking at is how that 
as your mind covers that experience, how it picks that up, how it picks up in this quality of volition and makes it into something more deliberately formed and intended, and whether that's skillful or not. Um, in uh, the other aspect is that this, the, the mind is also affected by perceptions and feelings. Perception and feeling, pleasant feeling, unpleasant feeling, neutral feeling, perceptions, all the impressions, the memories, these are the, uh, the um, um, value judgments, the felt meanings, the, the uh, this is friendly, this is hostile, this is um, difficult, this is easy, you know, the way we, the adjectives we place on our experience. Mm. So the mind is normally preoccupied with formulating these or feeling obsessed by them, feeling overwhelmed by them. You know, I can see, I, you know, I can see, oh, I've got so many things to do. Uh, well, suddenly, there it all is, and suddenly it feels very strong and real, and, you know, well, where's that come from? The mind. You know. No time, I've got no time. Where did time come from? You know, is there some big clock in the sky ticking away? Where does time, what does time feel like in your nervous system? There's no time. That's a perception. And it's not just a fancy, it actually has an effect on your system. So, all the time in the world is what? It's a better perception to have if you're looking for perceptions. Some people maybe need a little bit of <laughs> the opposite, you know, if you're really laid back. It's like, you know, sense of urgency. But when the mind is, see, perceptions, felt meanings, impressions, they are they're what the mind is uh, uh, profoundly affected by. And they tend to trigger off intentions, you know, because we feel we've got all the time in the world. Maybe we become more patient or calm or you know, less driven, or maybe become lazy and slack, you know. And if you think, you know, sense of urgency may make you keen and eager, it may make you feel uptight and frantic. It's a percent. What does it trigger off? That's, that's kind of something we're learning. And, uh, you know, for each and every one of us, what, what triggers off the most skillful Intentions. You start to feel what the intention feels like. Does it make you feel whole and complete and settled and confident, or does it make you feel frantic and rattled, or confused? And so you kind of no, no, that one. Even though it may work for some people, I'm not denying its its usefulness. But for me right now, no, it's just doing the wrong things. So you know, you, you you develop this kind of care around perceptions and feeling. Mm. Sometimes unpleasant feeling actually has a skillful result. You know, restraint can sometimes feel a bit boring, you know, but maybe it has a skillful result. Sometimes unpleasant feeling can have a skillful result. Sometimes pleasant feeling has a skillful result, sometimes an unskillful result. So you're looking really at the kind of, you know, what these perceptions and feelings trigger off. What's their result? You scan the mind. And 
The third aspect of mind is this sense of being able to regard it, the viewing, the knowing, you might say the awareness of mind, mind consciousness itself, you know, which we regard really as the um, paramount um, feature of mind, you know, the one that's able to step back. The witness, uh, yeah. So this is the third aspect of mind: knowing or witnessing. And this is where this particular sutta has got some, uh, this, you know, points to this sense of witnessing how how witnessing occurs. That regard, that sense of witnessing, is a sankara. Mm. Yeah. When it's it's witnessing, bringing around the result, this is what I am, or this is what I'm not, or this is what I will be, this is what I won't be. Mm. So the the you know the consciousness, the awareness, or we like to call it, is affected by the view. Becoming, seeing self, dismissing self, non-becoming, and uh, a quality of looking for the wrong thing, ignorance. So instead of looking at things as mine or not mine, we try to look at what's the program, you know, in its subtlest, what's the patterning. What's the attraction? What's the delight? What's the aversion? What's the doubt regarding formations, perceptions, feelings, body, sense of, you know, feelings about oneself, ideas about oneself? What's the um, confusion around that? What occurs with that? And then this sense of the, the immediate destruction, it means just in that seeing, there is an immediate destruction. You don't do anything more. Mm. It kind of it, it springs open. It releases. Mm. Sometimes this uh, there's a uh, uh, in the mm, in the Nidana Vaga, the second book, second Sanyuta, the Buddha talks of a consciousness that doesn't lean forward or lean back or incline one way or another. Uh, unsupported he said this is this is a cessation of suffering it doesn't incline one way or another it's not bending back it's not pushing forward it doesn't incline <coughs> it's that that kind of bending back which is it's almost like something continually viewing these things as as um, you know mine myself or Something shouldn't be here, don't want it to happen. Mm. And it's that bending over, that inclination which um, actually keeps stirring things up. 
this um, sankara is occurring three um, bases the body the um, thinking and the emotion perception base mind And what we probably um, be easy to recognize is that for the, uh, the Buddha, the body formation continues for as long as this body lasts. And it is in moment of enlightenment experience um, and throughout uh, he was breathing in and out. That's the body formation. It's occurring. Whether he's actually focusing on it or witnessing it, his body's still doing its thing. So you're not, you know, looking to annihilate that particular energy. Or um, breathing in, breathing out. Or just the senses of the body. This is why I feel that the body base is very important. Because what can occur when, when the body energy is actually relaxed, straightened, cleared, is that the particular disturbance in the body energy is not creating a kind of a, a ripple effect in the mind where you feel a bit tense and agitated or nervy or confused or strung out or spaced out or whatever. You know? And that itself is creating or is eliminating the contact, the mental contact that keeps the mind uh, bubbling or swaying or tightening up. Mm. Why the uh, the Eightfold Path, you know, you have Samadhi there as a a necessary condition, as something whereby the body formation is is steadied and calmed, so it's not continually kicking up dust. So with that, then, as you as you sense that, as you spread your energy, as you as you balance your energy, as you feel steady in yourself, you can kind of regard that experience, and you don't have to do anything about it. You know, one of the benefits is just the undoing that that doing. You don't have to see anything in it particularly. You don't have to find anything. You know, and that. That bending, that inclining of the mind, can relax. Now this itself, so you know, something we can we can cultivate. Can we be relaxed about the bodily state, if you like, relaxed, open about it? Can you? Need, so, I mean, we certainly encourage a variety of of practices that can help to bring that around. Mm-hmm. And then you notice, okay, the mind moves and you start to think about, I don't know, you know, here we are, March, you think about after retreat, <laughs> think about meetings, I'm saying meetings get a bit jangly, vasa, and then tudong, suddenly, you know, the heart's beating, and suddenly <laughs> the thing is, energy's definitely shifted. And 
you know, where's that? Where's all that? The narratives are running, where did, where's all that, you know? There you are, where is it all? And, uh, and you, you know, where are you in your body? And you probably find that suddenly the, the, the head part of the body, is, the energy there is a little stronger, or the heart part of the body, the energy there is a little bit stronger. The energy's gone out of balance. Mm. Or you're feeling very, you know, stark and dull, and you realize this, perhaps the energy is just all down in your belly. There's nothing much in the head. Yeah, there is not clear. So, kind of just getting an angle on that. Or the quality of regard is contaminated with some kind of ill will or despair or sadness or fear or, you know, regard, I wish I wasn't myself. I'm stuck with this being. I mean, shut up, get rid of it, fix it, change it, make it other than it is. That kind of regard. Mm. hard, you know, harsh gaze. That regard is a formation. It's a sankara. It will stir things up, it will tighten you up, it will mess you up. So we need to know kind of like what bits to work on. Mm. You know, to what degree... uh, well, how one scans this, your, the experience you're having, you look for the, um, if you scan the experience with a sense of, of uh, kindness, compassion, equanimity, you develop that way of self-regard. That's a formation, but it's a, it's a formation that leads to the abandoning of frustration, ill will, anxiety, tension, doubt. Um, over the abandoning of that we come into the present in the present you know, it's only in the present you can get the, the sense of uh, energy stabilising if you're always, always caught up with the future or the past that formation is, is, un, is unharmonious you can't be here and there you can't be here and tomorrow obviously mm. so that's that's a dissonance. So that forma- you know, the f- formation is based upon loving kindness and uh, faith and uh, trust. Uh, however, you know, vulnerable that make us feel. We have to work with that vulnerability. He's saying, you know, you've got to bound, very clear boundaries in vinaya, clear boundaries in sense of retreat, boundary of, of community that's saying, you know, we wish for your welfare. And, you, you know, you've got to just trust the vulnerability. Because it's in that, you know, we have to lose some of the casing around ourselves. Mm. Otherwise, you know, energy is going two ways. One's kind of building up a holding and a defensiveness and uncertainty. And that formation is, uh, you know, is bounded with fear. And it's a formation that doesn't lead to the end of formations. 
So yeah, there's a need for the formation sankharas that are based upon training, discipline, um, ethical conduct, loving kindness. Without those, it doesn't undo. It doesn't undo. Because your regard, regard will always be slightly nervous, and that regarding is a formation. See what you what you know. You've there's patterns and forms and forms that rest on top of other forms, momentary formations based you know which rest upon larger, more long-term programs. You know, in particular thought fluctuations, and you look beneath it. You see, yeah, there's thoughts about this, that, and the other. They rest upon the underlying formation of anxiety, you know, or they rest upon the underlying formation of views forming views about this or that, or they rest upon the underlying formation of ill will. So, you know, let's not go picking the leaves off the tree, let's try to see if we can take the tree down, the the underlying underlying formations. That's what we use meditation for, just to kind of penetrate. And then, not the thought or the emotion, but just the very tension, the pushy, the frantic, the, the the distracted, the frozen, the disoriented—you know—steadying that. Mm. And in that, when there is the steadiness, then there's a there is no longer the, the system that actually need to construct. With this, so that there is the relinquishment, the stilling of a formation. And when that uh, quality of, of stilling, calming, is something that is available, you no longer, there's no longer the need to claim it as some special experience. It's like, well, yeah, this is the norm, isn't it? This is like, this is the sanity. This is just about, you know... Uh, as normal as water though it may not be that common experience um, so there's not the you don't there isn't a kind of regard that actually says oh you know I've got this I've got that now I'm this now I'm that yeah or or form forms around the witnessing some kind of sense of self like I'm a, there's a supreme self that witnesses a lower self um you know, <laughs> so before you only had one, now you got two. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> that regarding is formed. You know, when you experience the energy, it doesn't come with a little print on it saying self. It's just an energy. It doesn't say it's supreme or less. It just—it's just 
just the energy flow. And this is the Ayu Sankara, the life force energy, which is there with us, you know. And it's there for a Buddha as it is for us, the life force energy. Mm. But it's through the, the non, this, this uh, regarding it actually as it is, as it has become, through birth, through, through consciousness, that there is the, this kind of release from this inclining, bending, capturing, captivating, trying to capture, trying to eliminate um, a kind of almost an obsessive quality. You know, also about taint, like something that obsesses. And, and uh, you know, that things kind of springs out. So the quality of or, or nibbana, the uh, it's called an ayatana, a sphere, um, like sense consciousness is a sphere. This is another sphere. It's not sense consciousness. There's no particular form with it. There's no thoughts. It's a, another sphere, un, unconditioned sphere. Whatever that means, you know. But we can. Um, you know, something has no location. There's also, it's not in this, or this witnessing that, or that being seen. There's no particular location to it. So you might say it's a kind of everywhere and nowhere, because it can't, because there's no position you you can stand outside it. That's why you can't witness Nibbana, you know, because that already creates a position. But you can realize, you can realize the sense of the Buddha say, well, you just call it peace. (laughs) So this is all you can see. So this is just peaceful. It's not, there's no obsession. and you know, just can can kind of consider that how how the mind is prone to obsession. You know, there are some we laugh about our obsessions around food, or obsessions around building projects, or obsessions around you know, your mind gets stuck on some particular memory, and that's you know, that's going to be it for the day <laughs> or the hour, <laughs> churning that one away. But then even the obsession in med- meditation, you know, as a kind of, can be an obsession, can't it? You know, there's a sense of tightening and clamping down and, you know, getting embroiled. Um, and uh, you can feel the energy kind of bends over and curls in on itself. Uh, uh, in, in introspection, that is a formation. Um, you know, to what degree that's skillful, you find out for yourself. You know, there is a degree to which it's a sense which you, you can use that to to point to where the hot places are, or the difficulties are, or the tangles are. But, you know, the release of that is certainly a coming out of that, that inward gaze. You, know, you won't... That, 
that kind of regarding. Because mm. look at the sense, the senses of separation, the little boundaries that occur. You know, when you feel yourself to be inside your body, you know, and you, you're held in there, and there's almost a, a disregard of what's outside it, or you get very much involved with um, this, you know, your own mental formations and disregard for other people, or you walk along and you're barely aware of the space you're moving through, you're kind of embroiled, um, you know, the imbalance which always positions the mind with, a, with a, some, you know, fixed place, standpoint, um, something to get involved with, something to hang on to, something to make it into a, a thing of some kind or another. That is a formation. And, uh, you know, why, how is that happening? Uh, you, you know, you just feel the the tension or the the congestion or the, uh, the things that are unresolved, that those sankharas are, are what we need to address with uh, loving kindness, with compassion, with mindfulness, with discernment, with ease. And those are the formations that lead to the the stilling and cessation of formations. Mm.